Today is the last day of December and 2018. Welcome, everybody. I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. I want to talk to you today about what is mankind's most important lesson, most crucial, critical lesson that we still have yet to learn, and what it forebodes for 2019. I want to start off today by talking about 12 things that I see in the future for all of us who live on planet Earth. One, there will be a world war. Where will it be fought? I would say Europe and the northern tier of states in Africa. And there's reasons, biblical reasons, why I say that. Number two. Well, I'm going to say one more thing on that. World War III will be between the Shiites and the Sunnis and their friends. That's what will make it a worldwide war. Number two. Muslims will supersede and replace the Europeans, the native Europeans who were born there, and it will not be a revived Roman Empire at all, as we have always assumed in prophecy. Number three, they will also acquire nuclear weapons of mass destruction. Oh, that doesn't sound good to me at all. Number four, they will use them against one another in Mecca and Medina and lots of other places that produce oil, including, more than likely, Jerusalem. Uh, I don't want to see that. Number five, as a result of all this, Earth's atmosphere will be ruined by smoke and heat from the burning oil. Yes, when they nuke the oil fields, they will catch fire. That makes sense to me. It's an endless fuel supply. It's made by the earth. It is not fossil fuel. It's not rotting dinosaurs underneath the ground buried down there 20,000 feet or more. No, 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 no. No, it's made by the earth's core, which happens to be methane, gas. Um, it's also got coal down there and, of course, water. So what do you got? Methyl hydrocarbon. That's oil. Okay, number six. What happens when these fires caused by World War III and all these oil fields blown up, what happens to us? What happens to Earth's atmosphere? What happens to the weather? And what happens to crops? Well, it'll all fail, an epic failure. Also, our way of life, the Internet, for example, gone. And I can prove that. Why? Well, in a nutshell, 
It's kept alive by nothing but satellites orbiting the Earth. There are some 22,000 of them out there, probably more by now. And they beam signals to these satellites to keep them in their proper orbit. There are substations that do this all around the world, South America, Africa, Europe, Japan, um, all over, all over the place, even in Australia. And these engineers beam these signals, these radio signals, to retro rockets that are on board these satellites, making course corrections and adjustments that need to be made to keep them in their proper orbit so that we can enjoy the Internet. That's all going to go away, my friends, because the signals will be blocked by the smoke that's coming. And will it travel around the world? Why wouldn't it? The Earth does spin now, doesn't it? Every 24 hours, it makes a complete revolution. And so the smoke that was in the Middle East yesterday will be in Florida today. Scary stuff. Guaranteed scary stuff. We haven't seen anything yet. There will be food extinction, number six. We will see no crops growing anymore because it will grow darker and darker and darker by the day. These are scary things to talk about, but they're all biblical. I'm going to try to point out a few of the scriptures and show you the good news beyond this. There is really spectacularly good news coming. Why? Because we have a Savior that cares about us, and he is coming in power to change everything for the better. Thank God we have such a Savior. Now, number seven, what happens to human beings? Well, they'll be in chaos. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that there would be such a time of trouble that unless those days were cut short, namely by him, the whole earth would go extinct. There would not be a single person left alive. Now, if that's not scary... That's, <laughs> there's nothing that is. Number eight, only a few will survive. Only a few will survive. A remnant, a tenth. How many people are on the earth right now? Seven billion? By the time this happens, there may be 10 billion people on the planet. That it would only take a few years. And... Um, I think we have a few years before all this takes place. I don't know how many. God didn't tell us exactly when this would happen, but only that it would happen. He did predict this. Jesus himself did. So let's go to Matthew 24 in a minute. But first, let me just tell you that also all travel and transportation will stop trade, commerce, all that, you'll have to stop. Nobody will be going to work. 
as it says, I believe, in John 9, 5. Let me just go there for a second. Here's the way Jesus put it in uh, John 9, 1 through 5. Um, This is in the NLT, the New Living Translation, which I think is a spectacularly good one. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or that of his parents? Jesus replies, It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, according to Jesus' answer. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. Did you catch that? (laughs) That's pretty cool. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. That could apply to you and me. The night is coming, and then no one can work. I'm going to read that again. The night is coming, and then no one can work. No one can work in the night that is coming. What's that night about? Why is there so much in Scripture, as particularly in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, uh, Joel, Zechariah, Malachi? It's all through the, um, the prophets. And the book of Revelation is full of it. And so are the Gospels. Darkness. It's full of that word. Why? Because the night is coming and no one can work in that night. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world, Jesus says in verse 5. So the night is coming when no man can work. Why would he have said that? Well, When these oil fires are um, going on for year after year after year with no way to put out that fire because it's too blooming hot to get anywhere close to it, you get within five miles of it and you start to get temperatures in the 160 degree range, nobody's going to get near that. It just can't happen. It will start to cook our flesh. So there's no putting these fires out, at least not by any human methods. And so as the world turns, it grows darker by the day, darker and darker. Soon there will be no food because plants can't grow without sunlight. It's just the way it is. So we're going to be dependent on what we've got stored, and that's going to cause a lot of chaos because people won't be going to work. They won't be doing anything but scrambling to stay alive. I know this is scary. I know this is ugly. but And this won't happen in 2019, guaranteed. There are way too many things that are going to happen first prophetically Uh, before all that happens. See the book of Daniel, particularly chapter 12. 
But the good news again is we do have a rescuer, someone who is coming back to save us alive. Thank God. And he will turn everything upside down like he turned the tables in his lifetime as a human. So what about all the other predictions? Well, violence, theft, murder, vandalism, uh, all kinds of uh, riots in the streets. People are going to be panicky for food. And who can blame them? I mean, we all have to eat. Number 11, the earth will be shaken and the mountains will turn into gravel. Wow, that's kind of a a big deal. The earth will be shaken. Why will the earth shake? Well, because it'll be all whacked out, all messed up by these fires. It'll generate so much heat that our um, poles will melt. There won't be any ice or snow anywhere on earth. Can you imagine that? Well, that's going to throw the whole earth out of balance. That's our anchor. The Antarctica is our anchor. It holds the earth upright. So we need that. But if that melts away, not only that, the islands of the world are going to go underwater. That's scary stuff for sure. So that's 12 predictions for the future, but not in 2019. So in 2019, we'll see more of the same we saw this year, more earthquakes, more volcanoes, possibly a hurricane or two. We do have a grand solar minimum going on, and that's what's causing global cooling. Last year, 2018, was the coolest on record for Um, many years, and this is not global warming, and it's not as a result of them doing their chemtrails, spraying, aerial spraying all over the earth in a grid pattern, which they've been doing for years and years and years, like maybe since the 50s. And we didn't even know about it, and it has intensified for sure because they're getting tax money to go do it. And they're making money and laughing all the way to the bank, spraying this toxic junk. But is it having an effect on the earth? What's having an effect on the earth is the sun. It's not as active as it was. There are no solar flares going out and such. And that affects the Earth's weather, its temperature, its winds, all that kind of stuff. And we think it's us. We're, we're so good we can correct what God messed up. Come on, man. You know better than that. Now let's get into some good news, why don't we? I want to quote from a little booklet I got in the mail Uh, It's from Beyond Today. Now, do I agree with everything? No, probably not. It goes through, well, here's what's inside. 
There's an introduction. There's the uh, fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, a dream come true, the causes of war, the way to peace. What is the way to peace? In a nutshell, it's do unto others as you would have them do to you. So said Jesus. That's the way to peace. But the way of peace they know not, unfortunately. They will. Don't worry. The whole world is in need of a heart transplant. Amen. So what's the lesson I'm getting at here? What is the most crucial of all the lessons that we need to learn? Just this. Here it is in a nutshell. We need God. We don't think we do. We think we're good enough without him. Shame on us. That's stupid. We're the ones that were created by him. And we know better than him? Talk about the tail wagging the dog. No, we, we need God. Without him, we have no future. We have nothing. There is nothing without providence. That, by the way, is the state motto of Colorado. But yes, we're going to see Algeria and Libya and Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Iran and Yemen and Oman and Jordan and Turkey and Israel and then all of Europe, Spain, Portugal, Italy, uh, Germany, um, France, as if they're not having enough trouble already, they're going to fight it out and their allies with them. So, yes, it's going to be a mess. And that's where most of the oil is in the world. Israel, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Yemen, Egypt, even in Turkey and Iran. Oh, boy. Well, see, Iran is Shiite. It's old order Muslimism, let's say. And Saudi Arabia is Sunni. So Shiites and Sunnis don't mix. They don't get along. They hate one another. And that's why there will be war. Now, why do I predict that they will take over Europe and they will supersede the people? Because they have multiple wives and that these wives are generally forced to have seven or eight kids on the average, seven or eight kids apiece. Let's say I had three wives and each one had eight children. That's 24 newbies brought into the world. And what are they going to do? Are they going to be rich enough to support these children? No, absolutely not. There will not be enough uh, resources to go around. So what will they do? They'll steal, they'll kill, they'll maim, they'll become mercenaries, and they'll fight against one another and against the native peoples, and they will supersede them. That's a prediction made by me, but based on Scripture. Now, let's get into a little of that. I want to go to the fifth chapter of Isaiah. 
And I don't think I've ever gone there before on this podcast. But here's what it says. Well, I'm going to start with verse 8. Woe unto them that join house to house and lay field to field till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. I'm going to read that in the NLT. What sorrow for you who buy up house after house and field after field until everyone is evicted and you live alone in the land. Isn't that what's happening? Do we see family farms anymore? Not very many. Instead, they get rid of the houses and plow up the ground, and they have multiple thousands of acres on on every farm. Verse 9, But I have heard of the Lord of heaven's armies swear a solemn oath. Many houses will stand deserted. Even beautiful mansions will be empty. Ten acres of vineyard will not produce even six gallons of wine. Ten baskets of seed will yield only one basket of grain. Did you hear that? That's crazy. That's terrible. That's awful. Ten baskets of seed will yield only one basket of grain back? That doesn't sound like that's very good agriculture to me. That sounds like a very losing proposition for everyone. What sorrow, verse 11, this is chapter 5, Isaiah, what sorrow for those who get up early in the morning looking for a drink of alcohol and spend long evenings drinking wine to make themselves inflamingly drunk. Whoa. They furnish wine and lovely music at their grand parties. Um, lyre and harp, that is a guitar, let's say, and um, tambourine and flute, but they never think about the Lord. What do we see today? Do we, When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? He himself doubted it. They never think about the Lord or notice what he's doing. So my people will go into exile far away because they do not know me. You see, that's the lesson. We need to know God. We need, to, we need God. Just so simple. We need God. Without him, there's no future. Without him, there's no providence. We need him to provide our food and our shelter and our clothing and our thoughts, our spirit, our minds, our work. Everything about life is what he set up and caused. So my people will go far into captivity because they do not know me. Go into exile far away. Those who are great and honored will starve, and the common people will die of thirst. See, this isn't me making these predictions. They're in the Bible, the very first few chapters of Isaiah, chapter 5. The grave is licking its lips in anticipation. What a great way to put it. Opening its mouth wide. The great and the lowly and the drunken mob will be swallowed up. Humanity will be destroyed and people brought down. Even the arrogant will lower their eyes in humiliation. Whoa. 
But, I love that. There's a but. That's great. The Lord of heaven's armies will be exalted by his justice. The holiness of God will be displayed by his righteousness. And what is that? It's love. That's what righteousness is. In that day, lambs will find good pastures. Doesn't that sound beautiful? And fattened sheep and young goats will feed among the ruins. What sorrow for those who drag their sins behind them with ropes made of lies, who drag wickedness behind them like a cart. They even mock God and say, hurry up and do something. We want to see you. We want to see what you can do. They challenge God. Shame on them. Let the Holy One of Israel carry out his plan, for we want to know what it is. Well, it's right here. We know what it is. He's returning after we learn the lesson that we need God. Exactly. What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. Isn't that what we see today? These contrarians, and I know several of them, rebel against everything, no matter what. You ever see people ridicule our president? <laughs> they, they don't need an excuse. If he does what they want, he gets ridiculed for it. Shame on him. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think of themselves so clever. What sorrow for those who are heroes at drinking wine and boast about all the alcohol they can hold. They take bribes to let the wicked go free, and they punish the innocent. Therefore, uh, just as fire licks up stubble and dry grass shrivels in the flame, so their roots will not, uh, I'm sorry, will rot and their flowers withered, for they have rejected the law of the Lord of heaven's armies. And we know what that law is, the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, Deuteronomy 5. Read it. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of heaven's armies. They have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. That is why the Lord's anger burns against his people. And you can read the whole rest of this. But now, let's go to some good news. I'm going to quote this booklet again real quick, like. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. We'll go back to uh, this right here. After the most devastating war in human history, there will be an incredible amount of cleanup and rebuilding to do. But this time, people will be able to rebuild, knowing they won't all be destroyed again in a few years by yet another war. This time, the rebuilding will be done in a sensible and sustainable way. Cities will be clean and safe. Villages and farmlands will be productive and beautiful. Sounds like family farms are returning to me. Picture these scenes from the words of the prophets. This is Amos uh, 9, 
Verse 14, I will bring back the captives of my people Israel, and they shall build the wasted cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat from their fruit. Eat their fruit. So they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden. The wasted, desolate, ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited happily. Wow. Ezekiel 36, verse 35. Even Jerusalem, the most fought-over piece of real estate in history, will finally live up to the meaning of its name as the city of peace and safety. Quote, this is Zechariah 8, verses 4 and 5. Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in hand because of his great age. The cities shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets happily. Can you imagine that? Wow, what a world. A world without war will be incredibly better than today's world. But a world of true peace resulting from following God's way of peace, do unto others as you would have them do to you, will be fantastic almost beyond imagination. God promises a world of peace and prosperity coming, Micah 4, 1 through 4. It's what everyone has always wanted, but mankind has never been able to achieve. Why? Because we need God and we're rejecting him. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. I, have hope, I hope you have had a great year. I hope 2019 will be even better. Look to God. We need him. Follow his word. You can go to my website, Jesus is Why. Dot com. There's nothing for sale. I don't want your email address. So there's no ads or anything like that. Only faith-building materials for you for free. JesusIsWhy.com Until next time, I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Thanks for tuning in, and Happy New Year.